Are you ready for more miracles and magic in your life? Rainbows in Real Life is dedicated to bringing positivity to the forefront, celebrating the power and promise of the human spirit, and supporting each other in challenging times. Together, we are finding ways to make the future bigger and brighter for all of us. We will be sharing stories of perseverance, possibility, and promise in engaging with experts that are making a real difference in the world. Join us live on Facebook on Thursday evenings to engage in the conversation. We'd love to hear from you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Rainbows and Real Life. I'm Pamela Aubrey, and I'm here with my amazing co-host, Christopher Rausch, the No Excuses Coach. And if this is your first time joining us, well, welcome to the club. It's our first time here, too. <laughs> We're super excited to have you guys here with us and to be here to share information and light out with you. So. Like many of you, we've been watching the events in the world, and instead of just watching, you know, we decided we wanted to do something to make a difference. And so this show is really dedicated to bringing positive news to the forefront and supporting all of you in the challenges that we're all kind of facing right now. And so, you know, Chris and I kind of share this philosophy that we know when we come together, we all live better lives, and we're exploring ways we can do that in, you know, today's changing world. So. One of our asks of you is that you just kind of jump in with us, share your thoughts, ask questions so that we can kind of walk through these situations with you. And we realize that there's just really one us. And so what we do for others, we ultimately do for ourselves anyway. So great to be here with you, Christopher. What's up, Pam? Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. This is something great that I think is going to be, well, I know is going to be a powerful force in the world for people who are struggling right now. So no, happy to be a part of it. Thank you. Thank you. And yeah, I mean, I'm super excited for, you know, what's to come. I see Larry and Cindy are on with us already. So great to see you guys. I know. And, um, you know, one of the things that you and I have been talking about is, you know, what are some things that are already happening, you know, that are helping us to move in the direction that, you know, we really want to go, you know, what, what are some of the things that we're seeing out there? Like, for instance, I saw a story the other day about this company who is creating jobs you know they've created something they've got like a five million dollar kind of prize that they're creating for these teams that come in and and will innovate and come up with new ideas and so they're creating all these jobs from that and i just was really inspired by that because i just thought you know this is this is the time when we really have the opportunity to start thinking creatively to really kind of like, you know, put those juices to work in our brains and make use of them and see what are the things that we can do to make things easier for each other. And so that's one of the things I know a lot of us are kind of feeling is like, what are the things we can do? And I'm kind of curious for you, you know, what are some of the things that you've seen people doing or things that even, even if it's something you've done yourself, you know, that's kind of small, what, what do you feel like, you know, has been helpful for you? 
That's a great question, Pam. And I, and I think, um, well, I know what the answer is to that because originally I had a couple of answers that came to my mind, but during this time through COVID, one of the biggest lessons I've been reminded of, and I continue to learn is that when you give, when you're not feeling good and when you give of yourself, you give your gift and you impact somebody else's life, whether you cook a meal for them, or at least for me, coaching people and, and getting them through these times, there's no other greater gift than that. And that's what we're talking about is spreading that positivity, spreading out that love, that gift throughout the world and helping one another, lifting each other up and bringing that. So for me, I found that when you give, you get such a deeper perspective of what you have versus if you have that mindset of always wanting more and looking for more, then how can you be happy with what you have? And that's something I've had to realize. I look around and I'm so blessed, but I was always thinking about, I want to do this and I want to do this. And now I just look around, I'm like, I've got it really good. I've got it really good. This is pretty awesome. And so it's really helped my perspective to see that I don't need to always constantly be striving for other things that when you give and you support and you make the world a better place, that's where you get your, your true, uh, your true fulfillment. I believe. What about you? I love that. I mean, that focus on gratitude, you know, I mean, I think it can be easy to sort of get caught up in stuff that happens. And when we're looking, you know, outside of ourselves to what can I do for someone else It kind of pulls us out of that and it helps us to move into gratitude. So I think that's a really great point. And I know for me in my life, when I kind of made that shift to being more intentional about being grateful and, and for me, it was actually literally every day making it like a routine and i mean like religiously <laughs> and i can tell you this habit you know it didn't come i didn't just like wake up one day and go oh i'm gonna start being grateful you know i mean i had some help along the way and i had little reminders here and there and then i i had worked with some great people who said you know write this down you know take the time to write down at least five things that you're grateful for every day and just that reinforcement you know it's amazing how that can shift our focus and our thinking. I love it. So you've got your gratitude my, journal. My, right my gratitude slash intention journal. So on one page, I've got what I'm grateful for. And on the other page, what my intentions are for the day. So I write it out as I am grateful for, and then I write it out. I intend on this. My intention is this. Yeah, it's, it's something I got off the, uh, I got off Amazon. It's a really nice book. Somebody said, invest in a nice book, you know, to do these yeah. things. And because it, it really says something to the universe, like it's a nice leather bound book. Um, and it just says something that you're really putting out everything you can about achieving your goals and, and remaining positive in the moment. Mm, I really, really love that. Well, and along with that, you know, one of the other things that I really enjoy doing is kind of making my gratitude. Maybe it's something that I want to see happen, you know, and so I'm just going to put it out there like, thank you that this has already happened so that I'm creating not only the intention, but I'm creating the expectation. And I think, you know, the universe will bring us things, you know, when we when we really have some faith that those things can come, then they will start showing up too. And I love that Cindy says, I enjoy cooking for my neighbors. I won't fix just for me, but will if I can for others. Mm. And I think that's, you know, that is a fabulous idea. I mean, we don't necessarily think oh, you know, I'm making dinner. Maybe I should make dinner for the neighbors too, right? But you just never know if if you just have one little thing like that that you do that you offer to someone unexpectedly, what a difference that can make for them. Mm -hmm. Especially like you said, unexpectedly, Pam. I mean, that's, that's the gift and the giving is when people don't expect it and you show up with something. And I was telling somebody the other day, they were asking me, what can I do? You know, I'm kind of blessed and I feel guilty. I said, well, if you have the Nextdoor app on your phone, I said, you can go on there. And I've seen here in Riverside, they've created a group like, what can we do for you? 
you know, if you need a meal, if you need somebody to go shopping for you, if you're elderly, if, you're, if your lawn needs to be done, people are grouping together and saying, hey, in the community, what can I do in the community? And that's, that's massive. So yeah, I mean, getting people together and doing that, I admit I'm a lousy person at my community and in my neighborhood and knowing my neighbors and stuff like that, but it's caused me to even think, okay, in this, my little section right here, maybe I should go to door to door and say hi. And you know, Hey, if you need anything, Hey, I'm a coach, I can help you out. And just for the, just for the, the, the satisfaction of just letting people know that somebody cares and they're not all by themselves in these things. Yeah, absolutely. And I've actually heard a couple of people talk about next door. So I love that you brought that up. Because I think that really is a great way. I mean, you know, you never know when there's going to be a need for you to reach out to a neighbor or vice versa, you know. And so if you kind of put it out there and it could be something so small, you know, maybe you go hang a little card on their door that just says, you know, I'm your neighbor down the street. And I just want you to know, you know, if you need a little assistance with, you know, weeding or whatever, you know, just a little small something to let them know, hey, you know, I, I just want to be neighborly. <laughs> and people used to do this. I mean, it's kind of when mm -hmm. you stop and think about it. I mean, I lived in smaller towns growing up and, you know, we, we knew who our neighbors were and it was kind of like, okay, if you're coming home from school, you know, you're walking home from school and it's snowing to beat the band because I grew up in Wyoming, mm -hmm. then, you know, and, and for some reason something goes wrong and you can't get in the house, which actually happened to me one time. It's like, First you go to this person's house and then you go to that person's house, you know, and it's like there was like a system that people had in place. And it was great because emergencies happen, you know, stuff happens and, and you never mm -hmm. know when someone's going to need help. So I love that idea. I mean, it's an easy way to next door. I mean, literally just to go on virtually and yep. be able to connect. Mm hmm. And if, if nothing else, just to go on there, just to, just to give people positivity and give people hope. Um, when people are sitting there posting on their, you know, tragic news, it's not like Facebook, but I try to go in there and, and lift their spirits up a little bit or change the conversation a little bit just to, just to add something to the mix, just to, it's one more nugget of positivity or a different perspective that somebody could have on something instead of being in that victim state of mind where they're, they don't feel like anybody's going to be caring for them. And ultimately I figured this out, Pam, is that when you make somebody feel significant, there is, I mean, then they have so much massive confidence and belief and in vitality in whatever it is that they could possibly do. Just make them feel significant, like they're human, like they're a part of the the, mm -hmm. the, the bigger whole and bring them into that conversation. But what have you learned? What have you what have you figured out during this time? Yeah. And I think, you know, that was really in many ways that was sort of the you know birth of this show was that I really wanted to be able to do something to help people. And, you know, I kept trying to think of ways to do that. And I thought, okay, you know, one of the things I can do is to number one, start going out to some events in my own community and finding out what other people are doing. You know, what ways are people connecting? What resources are there for people? And then how can I start, you know, being a part of sharing some of these things out, helping people you know, also get connected and get and get access to those resources. So that really then in turn, you know, brought this to me, like, why don't we do this on a bigger scale? You know, why, why, instead of me just doing it here locally, why don't I do it? Why don't I help people do it, you know, on a, on a broader scale? So that's been really fun and exciting for me. It's to be honest, I mean, it's kind of new. I haven't been super active in my community in the past. And it's really shown me that there's kind of this world out there that once you tap into it is, is kind of remarkable. You know, it's kind of amazing. You start to make these connections and, and sort of synchronistic ways. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I met a lady the other night. It was, it was really interesting. Our conversation actually, once we started talking, 
we realized we had all of these things in common, you know, and I literally just kind of met her out of nowhere. And so, you know, it just reminded me that it's important for us to do these things because we never know. We never know when we're going to meet someone who needs to meet us or vice versa. Mm -hmm. So true. So true. And especially when I think about here in California being the earthquake, you know, they, they keep saying the big one's going to hit, the big one's going to hit. Realistically, I should do a better job. So this is another lesson I can even learn here on the show is that, you know, banding with my community once, you know, the big one hits and there's not access to roads or water and everything else, we're going to have to band together and help each other out and, you know, protect against looters and stuff like that. So it's, it's something again with life, you know, and you know, this, you can either be proactive or reactive. And that's just another situation where I think the message that we're trying to send everybody in this, in this, in this situation, and for at least for me, is always being a part of the solution, not being part of the problem, and also going out there and being that proactive person. And like you were saying, come up with those interesting ideas, those interesting resources, a different perspective to look at something in order to get a different result, as opposed to that's the way we've always done it. I think the world has shown us in, in the last few months that the world doesn't care about how we've always done it. Now you're going to be doing it a different way. So, you know, it's all about that proactiveness and, and also taking responsibility to find those resources and listen to shows like this. I, I did a Google search and I think it was something like I, I, go, I Googled positive news stories 2020 and it was something like 4,471,000 positive news stories hit. And then I went and checked YouTube and it was something like, uh, a million something or other subscriptions on positive news. And I was thinking, mm -hmm. okay, there's 7 billion people in the planet. More people should be searching this stuff out. And right. instead of watching CNN, constant negative news or all those other things, figure yeah. out what it is that you want to focus on. So that you get those results versus the results that you've been getting that aren't working for you. Yeah. And I think that's such a great point because I don't think that, you know, generally most people even know the impact that it has to focus on negativity or to focus on, you know, these things that just kind of like drain your energy and the difference it can make when you're coming from a place of creativity or you're coming from a place of empowerment. And so I really love that you bring that up. And, you know, one of the things that that kind of came to me as you were talking about that was, I, you know, a lot of people are getting ready to or trying to figure out, you know, what is going to happen when school starts. And I know that this for a lot of parents is going to be a really big challenge because it's like, okay, are we sending them to school? If they're sick, they have to be home. You know, is it going to be every day that they go? Are they going to have class all together? Are they going to be split? You know, I mean, mm -hmm. there's just so many different possibilities. And so one of the things that came to me was, gosh, you know, I mean, if, if, for instance, if you're a single parent and you have to work on things, you know, you're going to need a lot of help. You're going to need a lot of support. And so if we can start to come together and create some structures with each other to, you know, maybe, maybe it's your, the other parents in your kid's classroom, you know, you reach out to some of them and say, Hey, you know, these are days I could take your kids for, you know, an hour or two after school, if you could maybe take mine on this day, you know, and, and, and get the parents together before school ever even starts, have some meetings, you know, get to know each other because it's going to be tough for a lot of people, you know, and, and these, I mean, that was just something that came to me. Like, these are some things that we have to start to think about because like you just said, things are going to be totally different. Mm -hmm. Yep, they are. And I think it, I think it's going to get worse before it gets better, not to be down on a positive show, but at the same time, we have to be realistic and, and arm ourselves. And I think I'd said it this morning on my walk and talk video, 
Um, or I was telling somebody last night, I can't remember, I've done so many different videos and shows and stuff like that. But the point is that, you know, we should be taking this opportunity to become stronger mentally, physically, spiritually, because we don't know what's next. And right. we don't know people have come to me, Pam, and you know, this, I've shared this with you. They're like, Chris, what do I do? What do I do? And I'm like, you, you, you can't control the future. You don't know what's going to happen seven seconds from now. I mean, anything right. could happen. Exactly. Um, and you, so you can't control the future. All you can do is be in those moments, but in those moments, what you can be doing is making yourself, you know, brick solid, um, like the chick from Terminator where you're unstoppable. Where like, if you need the physical endurance to walk 10 miles, because something just went haywire, you can walk 10 miles. You can grab a backpack. You can take care of your kids. If your kids are sick, you can carry them, you know, whatever it is that you need to do to survive, to be in that best shape. That's what people should be doing. That's what people should be doing all the time because there is always uncertainty in the world and to take that for granted and be like, okay, wow, you know, everything's just easy. I just click a button, you know, that's, that's not going to work for everybody. And, and I, at least for me now, it's just, you know, really focusing on what the long-term goal is opposed to that short-term gratification and, you know, taking responsibility for, you know, beefing up and becoming stronger mentally and, and not going back to all those excuses and all those, you know, oh me stories. And instead saying, Hey, you know, this is a new beginning. This is, you know, you know, Rebe Rebecca 12.0 or whatever it might be, you know, dust yourself off, get up and, and get back with the game because that's what th those are the people that are going to thrive or the people that are adapting. And, and like you said, coming up, Hey, how can we create more jobs through this? It's like, bam, 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 you know, it's, it's amazing what can be done if you really get out of your own way, I think. Absolutely. Yeah, I completely agree. And I also think, you know, it, it takes a lot of courage. You know, it takes a lot of, of bravery to get out of your comfort zone and start connecting with people you don't know to kind of be that first person you know, out there, you're like, okay, I'm going to risk being the community weirdo for a little while, you know, maybe to like help people start to come together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And I mean, me personally, I've been the weirdo a lot in my life. So I've kind of gotten to the point where I'm used to that to a large degree. But I mean, I think for all of us, it's still whenever you do something new, you're kind of like, okay, here goes nothing. Right. <laughs> and fingers free fall, baby, free fall. But you have to start somewhere. And I mean, I think that I think that one of the mistakes that we make is thinking that other people aren't thinking about the same things as us, that we're the only person who may feel challenged in something or maybe worried about something, you know, and it's funny how when you start to put the word out, when you start to try to get a little more organized and reach out to people that you find there's a lot of people that are in the same boat. And I love this. Larry says, you know, community coming to get her. Come, I think it means coming together and help each other. <laughs> I don't think he meant coming together. Community help coming to get her. And, what are you talking <laughs> about, Larry? You talking about bodies? You talking about cement shoes? What is this? <laughs> and I love this. I mean, come on, I'll show you the way. Absolutely. I mean, mm -hmm. it it just it takes one person to go out there, you know, and 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 show a little courage and just say, hey, I'll be the I'll be the first one to step forward and try to help bring something together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's. I mean, and it's simple as you know. I've been talking to people again, like the simple things you can do. For me, I always say hi to people. I was walking down the street, grocery stores, make conversation. How you doing? Try to make them laugh. Try to give them some little positive nugget right there. And then, you know, that's, I mean, just spreading the smile and just letting people in. Like today I was driving around and every chance I got, I made it a game. Every chance I got, if I could let somebody in, 
you know, normally sometimes you drive by like, oh, you'll, you'll get it. I just made, and, and I waved and I was just like all happy. It's like, if everybody did that, this is the crazy thing. And I want to issue this challenge out to you guys. You imagine, you know, everybody in the world at the same time on the same day did something nice for one other person. Mm. Just one day, everybody did something nice right. for somebody else. And, and then we cut out the hate and we cut out the divisiveness. We cut out the I'm right and you're, you're wrong and all that other crap. Just imagine how awesome the world would be. And just imagine how, so how many people would latch onto that and feel so good and be like, Oh wow, there's a healing going on. There's a togetherness. There's a, there's a unity. There's, I'm not alone anymore. I've got brothers and sisters that are going to reach out and help me and lift me up. You know, I get goosebumps when I think about it. And sometimes people say, Chris, you're, you're, you're that's a, that's a huge dream. But I'm like, it is, but it isn't. At the same time with social media, if enough people got together and said, hey, ladies and gentlemen, we got all of our audiences together. You get the top 20% of the, of the podcasters and the, and the YouTubers out there and all of them tell all of their followers to go do something nice today and just yeah. imagine the impact that would have around the world. That's, I mean, that's what I think. That's, that's, why, that's, why, that's why I dig you because you have that huge heart and that huge, that huge vision for that. So when you brought this up, I was like, hell yeah, I'm on board. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a little crazy like that. Well, I mean, it is it is kind of true. I mean, I was talking about this similar concept with some friends the other day. And it's like, you know, one of the things I have started doing that I kind of it's kind of a fun game for me now is when I go to the grocery store, you know, of course, everyone's in their masks and all that stuff. And I like to just go in and do Reiki. I'm like, I'm doing Reiki. I'm sending light out to everybody. And everyone here is well. I am holding everyone in their wholeness and sending them love and light. It's not like it requires a whole lot for me to do that. You know, I can just kind of hold that space while I'm going through getting my groceries or whatever. But it 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 lifts the energy. You know, it changes the energy for me, but it also changes the energy for the people that are there. And they aren't going to know that, you know, I mean, they're going to never know that some crazy lady went through the grocery store, giving them Reggie crazy lady with a big heart, crazy lady with a big heart. <laughs> I don't think it's crazy. What's crazy about that? Honestly, I mean, you're, you're walking around, you're not focusing on the negative. Most people are walking around going, Oh, look at that person. She's fat. Or look at that person. They didn't do their hair. Or look at that person. Their mask is over, not even over their nose. Oh my God. Most people are sitting there, you know, Piping and moaning and you know and going on about what other people are aren't or whatever else to make themselves feel better and you're walking around the store going hey love and light love and light love and light right on right on cool i mean there's nothing crazy about that. that's awesome that's the way more people should be but to your point i mean that's really you know what if we all did that what if we all just went into these different stores or you know we're just going about our daily life and and it's that really kind of that simple like mm -hmm. you know just kind of holding the belief that yeah you know what we're all here together but we're all okay you know, it's all, it's all going to be okay. I mean, even just that in and of itself, you know, you don't have to go in and do Reiki or whatever. I mean, you literally can just go in and just be like everything, you know, everything's okay. Even though everyone's in their masks or whatever and, and feeling fearful, it's, it's all going to be okay. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think that, I think that the reason why a lot of times, you know, we, we get in these situations where fear seems to be growing is because we don't have anyone to tell us different, you know? We don't have anyone to tell us, you don't actually have to be afraid. You know, even if you wear your mask, you still don't have to be afraid. You, you know what I mean? I mean, mm -hmm. and if you're, I mean, if you're not wearing the mask or if you're in the mask, either way, the fear isn't going to help you. And it's okay if you just are like, oh, it's going to be okay. You know? Ultimately, everything's going to be okay. That's, that's the thing for me when I, when I coach people, Pam, and as, as I sit there and think, and I tell them, tell me about a situation you went through that before you went through it or while you were going through it, you didn't think you were going to make it through it. 
and they'll tell me about a horrific situation. I'm like, okay. And once it was over, how many things did you learn from that? And they'll tell me like five or six things or three things. And I'm like, okay, so, and how those three things played out in the rest of your life and the decisions that you've made because you had that experience. And then people don't put, connect these dots. Like, you know, if I didn't have that, that, that courage, I probably wouldn't like my wife. She had courage after her father passed away to get in a car in a U-Haul and drive her car across the country and come live in California. And that's how I met her. She just had the courage. She said, I'm going to, I'm going to go live in California. Boom. Drove across country, with barely anything in her wallet and said, I'm going to go to California. She had a job and that was about it. And you know, that's, that's, that's the thing when you just jump into that and that spirit, that's what really can, um, drive your growth and drive that sensibility that everything will be okay because ultimately we're going to survive, you know, and hopefully the people that are watching this and the people you surround yourself want you to thrive. You know, they want you to get out of your comfort zone. They want you to stop with those old beliefs because those old beliefs aren't working for you. Obviously, if you're upset and you're, you're sad, so you have to take that responsibility and be a part of that solution. And even if you don't feel like it, you know, put a smile on your face and smile with other people, especially elderly people and kids. Those people right now, at least what I've seen, you know, can you imagine how all the people in the nursing homes across the, the country feel like not having their family and being all alone and, and all that stuff. If you have a gift and you have, you can sing or you can do anything, I mean, whatever you can do to help lift their lives. I mean, that's what this universe is about. That's what, um, that's what I love about it, Pam, is that, you know, we are all interconnected. We are, you know, I've, I've been on stages in front of thousands of people before and I'm like, take a look around guys. And they look around and there's all sorts of different people. And I'm like, yeah, there's all sorts of different ethnicities and religious beliefs and political beliefs and sexual preferences and all that other stuff. I said, but you split us down the middle. We're all the same. And I watch people's faces really ponder that. I'm like, you know, that's, that's, that's who we are. We're all souls here having a human existence. And once we start seeing each other more like that, that we are the same, that we didn't get to pick necessarily our situations or our skin color or anything else, that we are more of the same. And we start helping one another. We help ourselves. Like I said, at the top of the story is that, you know, when I give, that's such an amazing feeling. That's probably one of the best feelings I get aside from being a dad or being, you know, just a good person in general. But, um, that's why I encourage you guys to do that. And that's, I mean, you do that every day, Pam. I mean, you bring love and light to people. Cause I see it in the comments of your show and everything, your post and your videos. And that's what I love about you is that connectedness that, Hey, here I am. I'm here to help. What can I do? And that's all you guys need to do too. Well, and just to echo what you just said, I mean, you're absolutely right. You know, when we give to others, it's fulfilling for us. And I certainly find that, you know, that in, in helping others to find their way. I mean, I know you've been through a lot in your life. You know, I've been through my fair share. And one of the things that, you know, I, really wanted from an early age is just to help other people to not experience that kind of suffering, you know? And one of the things that I've learned, you know, throughout my life is just, well, we're all going to have it sometimes, but, but the reality is that we don't have to, and we can learn how to have a lot less of it, you know? And that's part of our human experience, like you were saying. I mean, we're all here having an experience, right? And it's learning how to do things better along the way. And I love the quote by Eckhart Tolle, you know? suffering is necessary until we realize it's unnecessary. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. And so yeah. I think a, a lot of what we're going through now, you know, is teaching us like we don't have to suffer. We can choose a different way to approach this, a different way of looking at the situation and start to understand that we do have some power. We do have some control. And especially when we come together, and I was thinking of Beatles. Come together <laughs> right now. <laughs> Over me. I love that because I literally, you know, for like months now, I've had Beatles songs playing through my head. 
and all you do is love. It has been like, I, I mean, I cannot tell you how often that song comes into my head. And it's so true. I mean, it's like when you think about the Beatles, you think about these guys that, you know, they went through all this stuff, right? And they had all these crazy experiences and you and you're like, they had everything. But what they really ultimately decided was that love is all we need. Mm -hmm. And uh, to me, that is so powerful. Like if that's something that we can really grab a hold of and focus on and, and help each other move toward, that's a really powerful thing. And that's what, I, that's what I love about you. That's what I love about the work you do and your shows is that that's what you do. And, and I love the way you do it. I mean, you just have this approach that gets it out there like real life. I mean, that's it's rainbows in real life because the, the reality is that, you know, stuff does happen and it's not always pleasant. You know, it's not always easy, but at the same time, we have to deal with it. And there's better ways to deal with things than others. You know, there's there's <laughs> not to say there's good and bad necessarily because we learn from everything. But sometimes we can just make a better choice and we experience less suffering, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the key is 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 the, the choosing to suffer. You know, that's what I've talked to so many people over doing these free coaching calls. And I ask people and I listen to their story and I'm like, when do you have you ever realized how much you're punishing yourself? Mm. And people are like, I haven't thought of that. I'm like, you're to me, you're punishing yourself for something. I don't know what, something from your childhood, something from, you know, you did when you were, I don't know. I said, but you're punishing yourself and you need to stop doing that. And when I think about that, Pam, and this is a question for you, how do we get people that, that are struggling right now with, okay, I don't love myself much less want to go give love to anybody else. I'm a miserable F whatever. Um, didn't do it. Uh, <laughs> see, not yet. I haven't done it yet. I'm counting. Um, <laughs> But if you're just miserable, I mean, how, what's your, what's your recommendation to get people to start loving themselves first, no matter what trauma and situations they've gone through the life. Cause it's got to start there. That's one thing I've really realized again through this is that I, I wasn't always really good about loving myself. I always believed in myself and was confident, but you know, about loving that inner child, I was never really cognizant about that until I started going through therapy and started, you know, reading about child psychology books and everything, uh, and healing that part of me, which has made me a better human, a better father, a better husband, a better person, and everything. But how do you get people to, um, to start loving themselves? I love that question. And there's kind of two parts to that answer for me. I mean, as you know, you know, I do a lot of energy work. And so for me, there's an element of that that always comes into play. But I think one of the things that is relatively easy for anyone to do is to have what I call a brag book. And it's, you know, and, and this goes along with my a bra uh, a brag Yes, right. called brag, brag book, and it actually goes hand in hand with. You can put it in your gratitude journal. You can mix it up a little bit. So in the mornings, I like to do my gratitudes and my brags. And your brags are things that you've accomplished. What are things that you've done? And it doesn't matter when you've done them. But what are things that you've done that you're proud of, that you feel good about, that you feel like have helped you to move forward in some way in your life, or have made a positive difference in your life or someone else's? And I think that helps us to get perspective on our lives because a lot of times, especially when we're in a dark place, we're stuck, we've got tunnel vision. We're just looking at life like this and all we can see is what's directly in front of us. And that's not our fault, that's just the way our brains work. And so when we're able to open up our vision a little bit and see a broader picture, then it's a little bit easier for us to actually get perspective on, okay, what is really happening right now? And how much influence do I have over that? So that's just one little tool that I really like to use because it's quick and easy. It's, I mean, everybody's got a piece of paper and a pen, right? You don't have to like 
pay for anything. It's just literally start start writing and write. I, as many I got this from the dollar store. Little little I got twenty of them yeah. for five bucks. Little yeah. little lady, little right mini composition yeah. book. Right yeah. from the dollar store. I have more of these than I can count, and I yep. fill them out like crazy. I go through mm -hmm. them fast. So yeah. Um, I think that's a really fantastic way to kind of help shift perspective. Mm -hmm. No, it, no, go ahead. I, I want to know what, what your suggestion would be. Well, before I say that, it, this is funny because you, you and I are, are going, you know, getting to know each other and everything. And, and it's so funny because we do a lot of the same things. I have what are called kudos and testimonial cards. So anytime somebody says something nice about me in a post or a written testimonial or whatever it might be, I take a screenshot of it. And just for me, I have in my, I keep everything in Evernote. So anytime I'm like having a rough day, I can go through and I just hit kudos and all of these copies of these posts come up and say, Hey, Chris, thanks a lot for being so authentic. Thanks a lot for being so passionate. Thanks a lot for being, and I just go down. I'm like, yes, that's what I need to focus on. That's what I need to do. So yeah, you do. And and a lot of people don't, a lot of people like, Oh, I hate to brag about myself. I'm like, who's going to be your biggest cheerleader. If it's not you, you want everybody else to be all, Hey, we're happy about you. But if you're not happy about you, how's anybody else going to be happy about you? That's the same thing with, with self-love for me. Honestly, you have forgiveness. I mean, you have to forgive and you have to understand. Those are the two things for me. You have to seek first to understand then to be understood. If you are not loving yourself and you're miserable, in my experience, that's a choice. That is a choice that you're making. And I could give a perfect example because my sister um, did not go through all the stuff that I went through with my mom. My sister left when she was 16. She went and lived with her dad, had a totally normal life. Me, I was homeless from 13 to 17, went through a lot of stuff even before that. And I turned out good. And she says, you know, baby, I got reunited with her back in 2005. I hadn't seen her since I was nine years old. And it blew my mind how much she turned out like my mom. And she had never even spent any time with her. And she said, baby brother, why didn't you turn out like mom? And I said, because I chose not to. And she's like, oh, well, how do you just choose not to? And I'm like, do you know how many books I've read? Do you know how many seminars I've gone to? Do you know how much I've spent in my education to get a master's degree? Do you know how many psychology books I've read, child psychology books I've read, videos I watch, podcasts I listen to, people I've talked to to become the person I've become today? I'm right. like, and you're just sitting there and you're still mad at mom for when you were seven years old. You know, right. see, first understand mom had a horrible childhood. She did the best of what she could with what she had mentally. Yes, she could have done a better job. Of course she did. But because she didn't do a great job, I turned out good. I turned out real good because I said, I don't want to be like that. So it all served a purpose because I chose to serve that purpose. So you have to seek first to understand. And then you have to forgive. You have to forgive yourself because a lot of people carry around the guilt that they caused something from their childhood. They said, you know, oh, maybe I caused that, you know, when the neighbor kid did this or, or you know, a family member or the whatever did. And they take that on as a responsibility for themselves. They carry that with them their entire life through every relationship, through every job, through everything. And you have to forgive yourself. You know, we're brought up by parents and teachers and, and society. And these people don't have it any more figured out than we do, probably less. And that's the, that's the journey. That's the journey of life is that each, each iteration, I think each iteration of our generation should make the world a better place. And that's the whole goal. I believe with this show and what we do in life is that, you know, my goal is that my son doesn't inherit, you know, a world that's been, I can't say that word, uh, hasn't been destroyed by other people. Right. It was a, it was a monkey word. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. That's more descriptive, but you know, it hasn't been destroyed by the rest of the world, you know? So you have to love, you have to, you have to, you have to love yourself. You have to, uh, understand and you have to forgive and you have to move on. You have to seek out what it is that you want most, not sitting there telling yourself the same, same, same story every single day, because you got to ask yourself, how's that working for me? How, how's that working for me? 
You know, yeah. you have to be part of the solution. You have to go out there and get therapy. You have to be strong and ask for help. It's not weak not to ask for help. It's weak to sit there in quiet misery, hoping, wishing, and praying that something's going to change when it won't until it gets desperate or until it's too late. Couldn't agree more. I love what Cindy has to say too. She says, grace to yourself and for others. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, that's really beautifully said, Cindy. It is, it's, it's easy to get caught in the trap of criticizing ourselves and others. And really, frankly, when we're criticizing others, we're really criticizing ourselves anyway. And so, you know, even just having the awareness, I think, you know, I, that was a big thing for me because I was a perfectionist for a long time. And, mm -hmm. and I would say I'm a recovering perfectionist because mm -hmm. you know, there are still plenty of those moments where I'm like, I, I just heard that thought, like, what, mm -hmm. what was that, you know? And so just knowing that, you know, it's, that's part of the deal. We may not ever arrive. We may not ever get to that point where, you know, we don't have thoughts that we don't really want to have or that don't serve us, but it's having an awareness of them. And then really just being able to go, okay, well, you know, I had that thought. So what, you know, does it make it true? Is it possible there's another story? And that to me is one of the most powerful questions I really ever asked myself was, is it possible that there's another story? Yes. And yeah, once, you know, once I got to that point of being able to just be objective, you know, I think a lot of times it's hard because our emotions get in the way, yeah. but when we can really just step back and allow ourselves the opportunity to just be objective for a minute, you know, if you want to go back into your emotions and be subjective again, you can, you know, I mean, you can do whatever you want. You don't ever have to be objective if you don't want to, but you might try it and then you might like it, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you just never know. And if you do, you might even find, oh, well, that's, that's kind of interesting. Like if I look at it like that, that's, that's different, mm -hmm. you know, and maybe you can just try it on for a little while and see how it feels, you know, it's like, it's almost like a, a new shirt or something that you bought and maybe you couldn't try it on at the store and you're like, Oh, it looks good on the hanger. I'm trying it on. Yeah, maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe not right now. Yeah. You know, put it aside and, and, and let it be, and then try it on again later and see if you like it better. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. it's okay. It's okay. If, if it's not like an instant fix, it's just moving in the direction of what we really want. Yes. yes. And I, and I, and I, that's so beautifully said. I'm hearing myself. I'm hearing myself. Um, um, I like my hearing. Like my hearing. <laughs> well, we I mean, like hearing you. We can't, um, we can only hear one you. So. Yeah. No. Um, is D Dr. Wayne Dyer said, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at begin to change. Mm -hmm. And that is so, um, so important in the fact that um, you were just saying, say it again. Sorry. Well, just, you know, you can try it on. It, you can just keep moving in that direction. It doesn't oh, yeah. have to be. Yeah. Thank you. No, getting, getting, one of the things that I've been talking to people a lot lately is getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that I really wanted to share. Thank you for reminding me that is that so many people are seeking out that comfort zone. They're like, Oh, I want it safe. I want it predictable. I want it certain. You know, right. as soon as we start to realize that the, that the, the point of life is living, not existing, and we start realizing that at least for me, what I was doing a while back, I haven't been doing it with COVID is at least once a week, I would do something that was out of my comfort zone, whether it was walking up to a complete stranger, whether it was going to a networking event, whether it was making a phone call to try to do a sale, whatever, have a tough conversation. Every week I was trying to do something. I was actually doing something that put me out of my comfort zone. And each time I went into it, I'm like, I'm excited to see what happens. I'm not yeah. fearful. I'm not judging. I'm not, I, 
I'm excited to see what happens because I'm just going to go for it. And when you let that go and you get excited about doing something, I've done this with people who hate networking events. I'm like, go in there excited, get them all, I'll talk to them on the phone, get them all pumped up. I want you to go in there excited that you're going to meet 15 people today. You're going to go up and shake their hand. You're going to meet 15 people today. You're going to say, hi, I'm Jesse. What's your name? You're going to go do that. And they would go do that. I'm like, dude, that was, that perspective was way so much better. I'm like, yeah, go get out of your comfort zone. If you guys all do that, that are watching this once a week, go get out of your comfort zone. Just imagine 365 days from now, how much more confident you're going to be just like that. Just one thing a week. Oh, actually, no, I'm sorry. How many weeks in a year? 52 weeks. So yes. 52. <laughs> yeah. And well, and I think that's a great point because we kind of have this idea that, you know, oh, that's, I'm just not that kind of person. You know, I just don't go do this sort of thing or that sort of thing. And we put ourselves in these boxes and it's like, well, who decided that you weren't that kind of a person, you know, because mm -hmm. at one time you were a blank slate. So at what point did it become determined that you couldn't do whatever that thing is, you know, and, and how did you, how did you get there? You know, what were the influences? And sometimes just to be able to kind of look at it, you know, and say, wait, is it really something I can't do? Or am I just telling myself that? Mm -hmm. Opinions versus facts. Oh, that's another one. Great one, Pam. Opinions versus facts. People sit based so much stuff on their opinions or their assumptions. When I'm talking to a coaching client, and I'm trying to dig into something. I'm like exactly saying what you said. You know, where did you make that commitment? Where did you make that decision? What facts did you base that belief on? What facts? Well, this, this and that. I'm like, OK, are you basing the fact on what happened or your belief of what happened? Because if you if, you, if it's your belief of what happened, then most of the time our truth diminishes as time goes on. So we hold a version of the truth that isn't even possibly the truth. And we punish ourselves for the rest of our life. You know, it just doesn't make any sense to me. So you, you got to be in touch with that. Yeah, absolutely. And I love Cindy's comment, no pain, no gain, no growing. Yeah. I mean, sometimes mm -hmm. it's going to be a stretch, but yes, that's okay. It's like, you're, you're probably not going to die from going to a networking meeting. You're probably not going to die from reaching out to your neighbors and getting to know them a little bit. You know, these are things that we really can do. So I think it's, you know, I, I think it's fun to kind of jump into the waters of what what are the limitations that we've put on ourselves and and why? And mm. just to kind of sit with that. I mean, I I do that with myself often because I'm often confronted with things that I feel like, I don't know if I can do that. And one of those things in October was going live. And, you know, I started working with Ken Walls, my coach at the time, and it was almost, you know, it was almost funny the lengths he would have to go to to get me to go on and do videos, <laughs> you know, and and looking back now, I'm like, oh, my gosh, that seemed so real to me at the time. But it's hard to comprehend being in that space again. Not that there aren't moments that, you know, I'm like nervous going on. Don't get me wrong. But just like the, the like sheer terror, like literally just terror. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know what I thought was going to happen. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's not always rational what's going on no. in our head. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. You got you to gotta pick that apart. And that's why I just tell people just go for it. Just go do it. You know, stop thinking about it. That's why I always recommend for you guys who are new to the show or, or new to me. Um, Steve Harvey, jump, go, go, go. YouTube that it's a, it's a minute and 52 seconds. It's an amazing, amazing video that really puts it all together in under two minutes of what life is about. And when I watched that video, my coach last year had me watch that video and I hated her for it. 
I watched it and I was like, what do you want me to watch Steve Harvey for? I like him. He's a comedian, blah, blah, blah. I don't watch his talk show. But okay, I'll watch this thing. And I watched it like five times in a row. And I went, God, I hate you. I hate you. She's calling me on my own stuff. She's like, come on, Chris, you're going to jump. You're going to jump. Yeah, you're going to scrape your back up. You're going to get, you're going to hurt a little bit. Your parachute's not going to open right away. But guess what? If you don't jump, it's never going to open. And right. I was like, oh my God, just bam, right in my face. And you jump and you figure it out. I mean, you burn the ships, you go, you figure it out. You trust yourself. You get around the right people. You keep the focus. You keep the end in mind. I mean, so many people are walking around. They don't even know what their legacy is. You're like, what right. do you, where, where do you want to end up in life? I don't know. I've never thought about it. Well, guess what? You're going to end up somewhere. And if you choose where you want to end up and you focus on where you want to end up, end up, you probably might end up there. But if you don't, guess what? You're going to probably end up, um, you know, doing something that you're not happy with, regretting all the time that you wasted. And that's what I love about the show is, is to be able to inspire people to think differently and to be more positive and to spread that and to stop the negativity because so many people are going on. They wake up in the morning. I envision these people are wake up in the morning. Like they look at their phone like, okay, oh, there's more mass things. Okay. I got to go to my keyboard. <laughs> Bing. Yeah. Then they go talk to their friends. Like, da, da, da. They spend the first two hours of their life miserable over stuff they can't even control. I'm like, do you realize what you're doing to your psyche, to your to your health, to your cortisol levels, to everything in your body? Do you realize what you're doing when you can wake up and go, wow, it's pretty cool. I'm alive. I can see right. stuff. That's neat. All right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think I think that's such a great point because we really do have more power than a lot of times we give ourselves credit for, or, you know, and sometimes it's a little bit, I think you know, we're almost afraid of it. And so uh, I love that you say that because it really is, you know, it's time for us to start understanding how much power we actually have as individuals and then what we can do with that and how we can use that to help ourselves and others. So I really love that. There have been so many great comments on here tonight. I am so grateful for everyone that's been on here. And I'm grateful for you being here with me this evening. I know we're kind of at the end of our time, but um, I just want to tell all of you, thank you again for being here and for giving us the opportunity to share some of these ideas and thoughts out with you. And as always, we love your feedback. We love your questions and we love you. So thank you for being here. Lots of love and light to all of you. Anything you want to close on, Chris? Um, one thing, Larry, I don't want to leave Larry out. Larry asked us, what are you grateful for? I'm not sure what he's asking, uh, but I think that's a great way to close out the show is yeah. just to focus on what we're grateful for. So for me, Larry, honestly, when I wake up in the morning, that's the first thing I do. I keep my eyes closed and I say out loud or in my head, depending on where I'm at, what I'm grateful for. And usually it involves the fact that my son's still alive, that I'm healthy. My wife is alive. I have a roof over my head. I'm able to impact people. You know, I'm able to see walk. I mean, I have this whole thing where I get people thinking about that and then I'd go into my intention. So honestly, right at this moment, I'm grateful for technology. I'm grateful for people like Pam and Scott and all the, all the other people out there that are spreading positivity on their shows. I'm grateful that we can touch and reach people just as much as people are doing it negatively, but we can reach and touch people um, through video phones. I mean, when I was a kid, this would have never, I, what we're going to do, what we're going to talk over a camera and have conversations and chat rooms and engagement and be able to engage with anybody over anywhere. That's amazing. So I'm grateful for that. What about you, Pam? Oh my gosh. Well, not to steal yours, but I'm equally as grateful to be here doing this. I mean, it really is a blessing and a joy. And, you know, I, I feel like in some ways, um, you know, it's, it's a unique opportunity. I, I guess it's frankly nothing I ever really thought I would end up doing because <laughs> I just didn't like being on video, 
period, my entire life. I did not like being on video. And so, I mean, it really has, um, you know, opened my eyes up to how we, how we can, you know, envision things as being something different than what they really are. And when we start to open ourselves up a little bit to new things, the way that, you know, it, it really can shift our lives. And for me, it's, it's definitely opened up a lot of opportunities to do some things that I've really wanted to do for a long time. And mm -hmm. even though this isn't the avenue I would have necessarily ever chosen, it's it's just kind of, in a way, to me, a, a somewhat miraculous time um, that we really have these opportunities to do the things that we're doing. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm very, very grateful for that. Awesome. Well, I'm, I'm so thrilled to be doing this with you, Pam. I really appreciate it. And we have Scott. Our brother Scott is is under the weather right now. So Scott will be joining us um, to, to give another yeah. Yeah, perspective on these things. So we look forward to you guys tuning in. Uh, Pam, tell them when the, the normal time will be moving forward. They can catch us. So it's going to be every other Thursday at 6 p.m. Mountain, which is 5 p.m. Pacific, yep. 7 Central, and 8 Eastern. So, and we would love to have you all here again with us. And yes, our lovely friend Scott will be on. And also we will be having guest hosts or guest speakers as well. So we're going to be having a lot of fun and talking about a lot of really interesting and I think beneficial topics. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, seriously. Yeah. That's the whole point of it is, is to bring the benefit, bring the value, bring the conversation and have you guys out there share what's going on with you either here publicly in the chat or privately with us. Um, I know on my other shows, we have the same thing. Some people are, are sharing, uh, like some people shared the other night when I had that two hour show, you know, about, you know, personal stuff right there in the chat. And that's the way people start opening up and they start having conversations like, Oh, you went through that too. I went through that. And that's how we heal. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that's the whole point of it. So definitely talk with somebody if you're struggling right now, feel free to reach out to us. That's what we're here for. Um, and we just look forward to you guys sharing the show out and, and, and telling us what you want to see and what type, what are you seeing in the world? What positive news are you seeing? What positive people are making a difference? Who are your heroes? Um, you know, we want to talk to those people because that's what the world needs right now is to, is to be focusing on that versus all the other stuff that we, uh, we are. Exactly. Absolutely. And again, thank you guys for being here and please do come back and please bring your questions and your thoughts and your ideas with you because we love to engage with you and hear where you are and what's going on in your worlds too, so that we can better support you and better support each other. So have a wonderful rest of your evening and we'll see you here again soon. Good night, everyone. Stay unstoppable. We want to thank you for listening today. We know you have many choices for content and we are grateful you chose us. You can always find more of our episodes at the Energy Healing Network on YouTube please do make sure to subscribe to the channel so you can easily find more episodes or watch when we go live. Thank you again for listening and sharing these messages with others who you wish to encourage and uplift.